William Sadler, actor that you've been watching for a few years now, and I'm coming to you live on the Atomic Podcast. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Um, ladies and gentlemen, actor extraordinaire, William Sattler. William, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Efren? <laughs> well, it's raining today in the Midwest, and this week in the Midwest is Country Thunder. That's the big event we have in Wisconsin. So there's a lot of people that are going to have mud on them today, man. So it's... Yeah, the weather out here is pretty bad, man. How about by you? It's been pretty wet uh, here in the east. I, I live uh, I live about seventy miles north of New York City, and um, this has been a really wet spring and into a wet summer. Um, but it's good. It's good for the gardens, I guess. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You can't mold the you can't mold the grass today. My grass has a big <laughs> a big afro, so I can't mow it today. So. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, Will, um, how d- did you get yourself involved in the world of entertainment? Everybody has different stories on what led them to their, you know, their career goals. But what led you into entertainment? When I was, uh, well, I grew up on a farm outside of Buffalo in a town called Orchard Park. And um, I used to, I guess like a lot of kids, we used to you know, run around and play these sort of, you know, cowboys and Indians and and soldiers and whatever the whatever was on TV, we took it outside and we ran around the barn with our BB guns and <laughs> and and created these big scenarios, these great big long stories that would go on all afternoon. My friend Jack down the road and I, and we'd you know dive out of the hayloft and come up shooting our BB guns and trying to look cool. But it, but it was all make believe. I mean, we had science fiction make believe, and we had you know combat make believe, and we had cowboys and Indians sort of make believe. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, when I got to you know when I finally got to high school, I was in a music became a focus of mine, and I was in a folk band. Um, Then I was in a garage band, rock and roll band that would play at school events and. Um, you know, battle of the bands and play for dances and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, um, I, I actually had I had learned how to play the banjo, and I I guess I was always sort of looking for a way to get on stage. Because mm. um, I, I the beginning of I I played the banjo and I started to tell jokes. Um, I started did this stand up routine. Banjo Bill Sadler, Um, (laughs) (laughs) and I went all around Buffalo and I did this, you know, stand-up routine. Um, And and it was, you know, it was fun. It was, it didn't, you know, I didn't make any money at it. I was seventeen, eighteen years old. I was, I didn't know what, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but it, I was pretty sure it involved getting in on stage, getting up in front of people and entertaining. Uh, I guess I guess I had the bug already. 
Yeah. And then I had an English teacher in high school who suggested I try out for the play Harvey. Mm. A senior play. Yeah. And uh, I did, and he, I got the lead role uh, of Elwood, the Jimmy Stewart role. And, mm-hmm. um, and it was fantastic. It was really, it was really, really fun to take somebody else's words and find a way to make them your words. Mm-hmm. You know, put, um, and the, I, I liked it, but I still wasn't, you know, I, it, it wasn't a career choice for me yet. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, he suggested that I try out for this play at the Amherst Players called The Subject Was Roses, which was a Pulitzer Prize winning three-person drama, little, uh, a little drama that launched um, Martin Sheen on Broadway mm. about this kid who comes back from the war, from Vietnam, and confronts his father and his mother, and his father's this abusive drunk. And, um, it's a powerful it was a powerful play but after after I did that I was uh, I began to realize that there was some really wonderful writing there was some wonderful there was a lot more to this than you know telling corny jokes and playing the banjo (laughs) but this this was a lot more fulfilling yeah um uh gratifying you're exploring real human emotion and real human situation um in a in a very personal way in a public setting Hmm. so i'm i and by then i was totally hooked and i ended up going to geneseo for four years state college to study acting and then i got a scholarship to go to cornell Oh. two years and get an MFA. And by that time, I was I was a goner. I was, I was going to be an actor, period, no matter what. Well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was that. I graduated from Cornell and did some regional theater and moved to New York City and, and started doing play after play after play. I didn't seem to have any trouble getting cast I guess I was a good enough actor. Um, I auditioned for, you know, lots of things. Eventually got an agent and went from one play to another. I met my wife in New York City. Oh, wow. Uh, Got married, and 11 years later, we did my first movie. And what was was your first movie? Um, Project X. Project X. With Matthew Broderick and Helen Hunt. So there were years and years of theater um, before I... I mean, I guess I had done, you know, tiny things in front of a camera, but but the the Project X was the first time I actually had a role. Um, So um, did you... Like I said, there had been years and years of sort of preparation for it. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. So you think like the theater really sharp, sharpened your skills, basically, right? Being in front of a live audience and re- remembering oh, yeah. lines. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the only 
pieces of advice I ever give young actors. Uh, do some theater. Get some theater mm-hmm. You know, from the minute that curtain goes up, you know, for the next two hours, it's on you. Mm-hmm. It's, if there's any excitement, if there's any, you know, if that audience is going to be moved, the laughter or tears or... You know, it's all on your shoulders, you and your fellow performer. Yeah. And no one can yell, cut. And no, no <laughs> one can rearrange the scenes or, you know, oops, oops, can I go back and do that again? Yeah. Um, there's a, this is sort of a discipline required. There are muscles that you use in the theater mm-hmm. that you, um, I think are really, really helpful when you get off onto a movie set. I mean, people think of them as like two different kinds of acting. I don't think they are two different kinds of acting. Um, And and as a matter of fact, um, I can't tell you how many times I've been, you know, you're on a movie set Is that, do you ever feel the need, like, to go back to the theaters, or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I do, and I, I wrestle with it because um, it's harder now, because I don't live in New York City, so if I live, if, if I still had a place in the city, I would just, you know, it, 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 I'm sure, I would, I'm sure I'd be, um, you know, doing a lot more, but just the logistics of um, commuting back and forth mm. for every rehearsal and every eight shows a week. Yeah. Uh, you know, the show comes down at 11 o'clock and then you've got a two-hour drive to get home. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. It's like, it, it just gets, it's not, uh, it's not practical. So I don't do much of it. I did, the last theater I did, I think, was the Exit the King on Broadway with Jeffrey Rush. What 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 um what year was that? Um, two thousand nine. Two thousand. Oh, all right. That's pretty recent, though. It's not that. Two thousand ten. Yeah. Okay. I, I forget. And before that, a couple years before that, I did Julius Caesar on Broadway with Enzo Washington. Ah. Um, well, so how? Yeah, so so yeah. I still I still do it. But oh, I, okay. 
So when it's a bigger, you know, it's a, it's a little bigger deal. I hope. Yeah. So I to say yes at the drop of a hat. <laughs> so when you, <laughs> so when you did that, you still had to commute, though. Did you commute as well? Like you, did, you had a two-hour drive no, back. Well, that's amazing because a lot of a lot of people I know like actors, different people that I talk to, like they they love acting, but they miss the theater. They miss the rush of a live crowd. Do you miss that as well? Like the rush of a live crowd applauding you. I, <laughs> it's, it's, I the theater is is what I mean. It's thrilling to have yeah. an audience, you know, a live audience, a thousand people react all at once to something that. That you and your friends have created on stage—that's—it's really thrilling, and it is a little weird when you do you do movies or you do television. You, you shoot the show, finish the show, everybody goes home mm-hmm. or off to the next project, and you don't—you know—you never really get to see how your performance lands. You never see—you know—you don't see how the family in Ohio that watches that TV show <laughs> did they like it did they you know you're in you're in millions if it's TV it's like you're in millions of living rooms across the country yeah that is, that is so true but there's no but there's no, almost no feedback at all yeah. Um, And the thing about you is, you know, I like what I like about your work. It's very extensive. It's very long. And the thing is, you know, you do television, you do movies, you know, the work is the work and um, you're recognized for a lot of different roles. Um, What's the, what's the biggest satisfaction you get as an actor? And, you know, besides doing different roles, playing from police officers, killers, you know, political figures, like what, 
what like what do you bring into the role like knowing that you get a certain role like if you get like a serial killer or if you get a, a a politician like how do you immerse yourself in that role um what i tr- what i try to do is find the things in myself in myself mm-hmm. um that Um, this may sound like a loaded question, but from the um, from the variety of roles that you had, um, do you have a particular favorite role that was so meaty that you loved that role so much that you loved to play it? Yes. I thought he was. I mean, I'm not sure "meaty" is the right word, but 
<laughs> I found lots. I found lots of places to be present. Yeah. To be completely present, um, and in the moment, in the character, in with my fellow actors because they were all so damn good. Yeah. You know, everybody, everybody's contributing to this make-believe thing. Um, so it's really kind of joyous when it all comes together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm to think of another. I love playing the Grim Reaper. Oh, see, I was going to... That's a classic. Genuinely, yes. Genuinely, really uh, human. Yeah. I think that's So you're, you're definitely going to reprise the role as the Reaper in the third one? Yes. All right. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, shooting, they're actually filming it already down in New Orleans. Uh, when uh, when are you going to New Orleans, or have you already went? Or? Oh, no, I can't. No, I'm doing, I'm doing other stuff at the moment. I go down and join them in August. Ah, uh, okay, okay. For, to do my, my part of it. Uh That'll be fun to get back into the Reaper Dugs again, right? It will be. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. Uh, that's um, awesome. Also, you know, a, a, a personal favorite movie of mine I watched back in the days was Trespass. I always loved that movie for some reason. I don't just they it gets a lot of love and hate, but I don't know for some reason I loved that movie. Um, how was it? How was it like filming Trespass? This is just for my own benefit. I, that was the best. That was that was sort of like. That was like me and my friend from down the road, um, back in the barn when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. A, with the BB gun, dive out of the hayloft and come up shooting. <laughs> um, it was exactly the same thing. Um, oh. that I, you had to try not to make the sound of, with your mouth of the gun going off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> more than one more than one 
And I think Refuge, I think, honestly, I'm not sure, but I think you've done every single genre of film that's out there, from, like, horror to, you know, especially Star Trek. Star Trek is another one. You know, you've done everything. And, um, you know, what I like about your roles, you know, you don't discriminate what role you play. Um, Am I right in that assumption? Or whatever's available, you pick out. If it's a horror role, you'll do it. If it's a comedic role, you know, you'll do it. Like, do you have any particular genre that you prefer? Um, I love, I love any time I get to do, come get back and do comedy. Always. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, but, but yeah, no, I'm, you know, I love doing uh, Iron Man three for yeah. the Marvel for the Marvel people. You know, um, it's 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 all it's all good. I just finished uh, back in April. I did a movie with Stephen Lang and Marty Coe, George Wendt, David Patrick Kelly. Um, this uh, it's a movie called. BFW. BFW? That, that's the working title, anyway. But it was sort of a it's, a... it's almost a zombie siege movie. It's bloody and... Uh, you know... <laughs> it couldn't be more bloody. It, <laughs> it should be a lot of... It should be a lot of fun for people who like that kind of film. <laughs> um, not, not my personal favorite to watch, but... Yeah.
that's on, on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I only had one scene in it, but it was a, but it's a beautiful scene. And and you know, get a chance to uh, you know, get a chance to work with good writing and good directors. I'm always on board for that. No, that's all. What about um? I want to talk a little bit about Star Trek because now you're part of like the sci-fi universe with Star Trek. Even if you do a few roles, you're part of Star Trek for life. How was that being a part of that you know cinematic universe with Star Trek? <laughs> it was. It was fun. It yeah. was, they they just called, they called me up and said you want to do it, and I said, <laughs> Yeah, are you kidding? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> he needed a. I guess they needed someone who could believably um, be that character, you know, Luther Sloan. Yeah. The uh, evil, sort of manipulative, cold-blooded bastard. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I had a ball. I was. I was amazed. I've been watching. I've been a fan of the Star Trek universe since William Shatner first, you know, phasered somebody. <laughs> um, I thought, you know, that was that was part of my growing up, and um, you know, I was sort of honored to. I I was really happy to that that they wanted me to be become a part of that. You know, the fabric of that universe. Yeah. Have have you ever been made to an action figure? I'm trying to recall. Have I been made into yeah. an action figure? Yeah, from yeah. any of your roles. Yeah, which one was that? <laughs> um, the Grim Reaper has been made into an action. Oh really? Figure. Oh, I didn't I didn't yeah. I didn't realize they had figures for Bill and Ted. Cause I know there's a lot of highlight for people that they're an action figure and it could just. Cl- I know, I know. That's a, it, it, it makes me smile too. <laughs> but it's funny, you know. It's it's weird. I um, I've been very very fortunate in my career. I work a lot, mm-hmm. and I and I try to pick good projects. But everybody tries to pick good projects, you know. Yeah. Yes. Ava DuVernay, and it was nominated, I think, yesterday or the day before the nominations came out. 16 Emmy Award mm-hmm. nominations. So, uh, and I'm, I'm really proud of that one. Yeah. You, you, know, you know what's funny? I, I lived in those buildings, and some of the people I know, so watching that from the director's eye and whoever had input in it was freaking amazing. Because I lived in... 110 and 5th Avenue and those Schaumburg Plaza. I lived in that area. So some of the people I know. So seeing that and watching that, you know, it was just, it was amazing. Like, I don't really know, like, I didn't talk to the guys, like, what actually happened, you know, what happened. But, you know, the story itself, right. watching it was just, wow. It was, it was crazy. Well, it's, it, it, it was co- 
clearly it was a story that needed to be told. Yeah. Um, people, you know, it was a big deal when it happened, and everybody, mm-hmm. you know, everybody sort of said, oh, well, that's it. You know, they got the guys that did it, and they're in prison, and that's the end of the story. Um, and it wasn't at all the end of the story. It was, you know, that sort of thing. That sort of thing's been going on, and it's never stopped going on. Yeah. To this day, there's been no apology from him yet. No apology yet. No. Yeah. No. No. Because, you know, because that's the kind of asshole he is, I'm afraid. Yeah. I just find him uh, astonishing, you know. When yeah. I make mistakes, I, I say I was wrong about that. Yeah. You know, that's what humans do. Mm-hmm. You know, we all make mistakes. Yeah. We all have moments when we're wrong, you know. Got bad information. Or we're, you know. Yeah. Everybody, he simply can't, he can't apologize. He can never back down. He can never apologize. He can yeah. never say he was wrong. Nope, he, that, that, that is so he true. Has the, the, he has the, he has a, an illness, I'm afraid. I think he's, you know, that's the malignant narcissist. Yeah. Personality. Yeah, a lot of people are drinking his Kool-Aid, but you're right about that. You're definitely right about that. That's, a, you know, this, this, these racist tweets that he that he lets fly over the weekend. Yeah. It's one, you know, it, it doesn't surprise anybody yeah. that he made race, you know, he made racist comments. No, no one who's been paying attention, no one is surprised after the birther thing. Mm-hmm. After Charlottesville, after you know the shithole countries uh, comment, there's, there's there's just no there's no surprise whatsoever that, that that's how he feels about brown and black people. Yeah. Um, from the minute he came down the escalator talking about Mexicans and 
but he's been telling everybody who he is from the get-go. Yeah. Um, and what's what I find really tragic is that there's a, some 30% of the electorate, you know, whatever his base is, is happy to just sing right along with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. You know, like I really do. I, I'm sorry we slipped into politics. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's totally fine. It's that totally sort of, that sort of intolerance. Uh, go back where you came from. Yeah. You, you black and brown people. Yeah. Uh, you Muslim people, the Muslim ban. Uh, you know, he's been telling us for decades who he is. That's for sure. <laughs> oh man! Wow. Well, on that tasty note. <laughs> yeah. On, on that note, um, to go to going back to your career again. Um, there is there is there any role you haven't played that you would like to play? King Lear. Wow. Okay. King Lear. I don't know, but I see you. I see you, Bill, and you're ageless, man. You don't. You don't age. I think you're drinking their Kool Aid or something. There's something in the water that you're drinking out there. So I don't know, man. <laughs> you're very kind. Thank you. You know, you still have you still have all your hair. You know, and it's not gray. <laughs> Also, oh, I definitely want to talk about um, Demon Knight because that was a fun movie to watch, especially you, Billy Zane, Jada Pick, early Jada Pickett. How was that? That was that was great fun. That was brilliant fun. That was I was again. I was that kid on the farm, yeah. dive out of the hayloft and come up shooting. <laughs> you know, it it was the same. Uh, it was the same sort of kind of thrilling action. Look out behind you. <laughs> Shank, um, they 
getting discovered by the next generation, you know? Yeah. They hold up pretty well. Yeah. Especially shows like Roswell. Now there's the new Roswell, and, you know, it's, you know, everything keeps going, you know? <laughs> well, new ideas are hard to come by. <laughs> Yes, everything, everything, everything nowadays is yeah. It's rehash and reboots. Every, exactly, everything was everything is a reboot of some Tom or a comic book or no, it was something else before this. Um, I know, I know. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I know Comic Con is this week. Have you ever been to a Comic Con? Oh, not like the San Diego Comic Con or the New York Comic Con, like. Yeah, no, they've become. Well, the, the thing about the big Comic Cons is that they've sort of been. They've become a way to launch your next movie mm-hmm. or your next TV show. So they've kind of been taken over by the studios and the networks. Yeah. Um, I think I think you definitely would like the Wisconsin Comic Con because it's very small and intimate. <laughs> so that's something yeah. to get to. <laughs> well, I guess I'll be there <laughs> eventually. <laughs> um, what is the what is the best piece of advice you ever gotten in your field? Like, have you ever gotten advice from a, a peer or anyone that has stuck with you today? Actor 
Mm-hmm. It's not a sprint. This is a marathon. Yeah. You can't you can't make yourself crazy over every little you know frustration. Is this right or that didn't work or I didn't get this job that I wanted or you know I didn't get a, I didn't get you know billing or I didn't get you know there's something frustrated. There's always something you can look at and say. Yeah. Is there any actor you haven't worked with yet that you want to work with in the near future? Putting it out there? There are lots of actors that I'd love to work with. Robert Ball. Oh, wow, yes. Wow. His body of work is amazing, yeah. The thing is, you know, you... Good people and they all brought their A game. Uh I know you talk about Shawshank a lot. That one holds a special place in your heart of filming, right, Shawshank? My final question for you, Will, is what would the William of today tell the William of yesterday? Um, 
Um, Will, um, do you no, have... And don't, and don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> My guys, you know, this is a marathon. Yeah, definitely don't sweat the small stuff, definitely. Um, what, what do you have besides um, Bill and Ted? Do you have anything upcoming that's coming in the near future that we can look forward to? Oh, another remake, <laughs> reboot. Another reboot. <laughs> another, uh, another bite at the apple. Yep. Uh, I think that's all that's on the slate to come out. Oh, and VFW is, I think, is going to come out in September. Okay. But, uh, Under a different name, though, right? You said that's not the actual title. No, I think it, it may come out. It may be called VFW. VFW. Okay. VFW, yeah. That's what it's called now, but movies often change names yeah. on the way to the public, you know, on the way to their open. Oh. William, I thank you for your time. It was a pleasure and an honor talking, talking with you, and um, there's a lot, there's a list of work that you've done, so definitely people could see from TV, from Machete Kills, Iron Man 3, um, Shawshank Redemption, and, you know, there's so many movies you have out there. All they have to do is William Sattler, IMDB, and they can see all your films that are there, so it's a pleasure talking to you, man. Thank you. Thank now, you. No, not a pleasure talking to you. No problem. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks. Mm-hmm.